Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Yes, yes, Tom DeCelestino, executive producer, pretty daddy. Happy hump day. What's going on? 855-212-4CBS, Twitter Sports, Rider Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. We are a day and a week from football that counts. We are counting it down. We are excited. And to help us usher in another NFL season, former MVP, Sean Alexander, running back, back in the day, going to be, should be in the Hall of Fame, by the way, be on the show about an hour from now, we've got a robust buy or sell. There's some good topics lined up in that. Gravity means that things come down. The angels mean that things go badly. Man, it's one thing to see a person, an organization in this case, fail and flail. To know things are going badly. It's another when with their head bent and their eyes cast downward, they raise the white flag of humiliation. And that has happened to Shohei Otani's current, asterisk, current baseball team. So unfortunately, we will hit that. Jim Irsay was the first guy to tell us that Dan Snyder was not going to be an NFL owner. If you remember back in sort of the the old school salad days of not even a year ago, he was the first to come out and publicly say maybe something could happen. So he was both the messenger for a positive change in the NFL and his own spokesperson for announcing he would be the worst owner in the game. And he has uh, lived up to that billion. We'll get into that later in the program. And we've got some some fun stuff we're going to hit. We've got an invitation for college football that to me sounds incredibly stupid. I have no idea whether it appeals to Pretty Daddy over there. We will we will find out. Who doesn't love rooting against someone you used to love and mixing in free beer? That's going down in Milwaukee. Love it. And a NFL coach cuts his own kid which makes me actually reevaluate everything bad I've ever said about him. We'll get into all that stuff, 855-212-4CBS, if you want to give us a call. It is amazing the fine line between arrogance of the bad kind and arrogance that is excellence. And it is remarkable historically in the sport how many times a rare talent, the rarest of all-time greats, are so remarkable and shine so brightly that their light fools us into thinking that there's something to the people around them. This happened to Jordan. This has happened to Steph. It's happened to LeBron. And and now, because of Tom Brady, we're getting more and more of a glimpse of the patches of darkness that surround Bill Belichick's ego and his decision-making and his approach, minus Tom Brady. It's not new. We know this now. 
what the reality is in terms of how good or mediocre. I mean, they're not terrible. The Patriots are without Tom Brady. No, what, what continues to play out is just how much Bill Belichick thinks he's smarter than the game and tries to outthink the game and makes these checkers moves that he thinks is going to checkmate somebody, but he's playing the wrong game. You can't checkmate somebody on a checkers board and Belichick's ego and just bizarre approach to life after Tom Brady, and by the way, maybe it was life with Tom Brady, and Brady just made up for a multitude of sins, continues to just showcase that Belichick, and I said it for years, everybody said it, we thought he was the greatest coach in the history of the game. He wasn't. He might have that resume. He's just the guy that got to coach Tom Brady. Here's the latest, and again, it's not a huge deal that Bailey Zappi has been cut by the New England Patriots, unless you're Tom, but we'll get, I, want, I don't want to start with that. We'll get in that a little bit. We'll talk about the kiss of death a little bit a little bit later. Yesterday was the day for cuts, and the Packers waved some some folks, and, and some of them, of, I guess, of some note. But it's really backup quarterback Bailey Zappi that sort of leaps off the ticker. It's old school. Off the page. Off the, the X app, which I'm going to try to start saying, even though I think it's incredibly stupid. Fourth round pick last year in limited time, but four games Started a couple games, played well, I mean, played okay. Completed 70% of his passes, had five touchdowns to three interceptions. And that doesn't sound amazing, five and three. But if you put it into like a computer algorithm and you account for what it would be if he had a real offensive coordinator and a coaching staff that knew what they were doing, it might have trans, you know, sort of translated to 20 touchdowns and four. He basically was Aaron Rodgers given the circumstances that he was thrust into. And the New England Patriots, who have Mac Jones as their starting quarterback, have decided that Bailey Zappi needs to be cut so that they can save on the massive, this is sarcasm, just so you know, massive contract they gave him. He's he's a second-round player this upcoming season. He had a four-year, $4.3 million contract. Now, I'm not, I'm not a cap expert. I'm not some of these guys in professional sports who literally make their living understanding the cap and explaining it to GMs and coaches. But I can tell you the Patriots aren't going to live or die they're not going to make the playoffs or not based on the $1 million that Zappi was going to make this year. Sure, yes, the hope is that he makes it through waivers and maybe the Patriots can sign him to the practice squad and have him the mix in, in, in that way. But, but again, you're talking about counting dimes rather than thinking about an investment long-term that could turn into dollars. It is so short-sighted. It is so Bill Belichick trying to overthink things. And it isn't significant, in large part because neither are the Patriots. They are on track, as always, without Brady, to be decidedly fine. If you tell me they're going to win eight games, I will believe that. If you tell me they'll win nine games, I would believe that. If you tell me they're going to win six or ten, either end of the spectrum of starting to be bad or good, I don't believe it. They're going to be in the land of mediocrity almost certainly because Bill Belichick is a good enough coach, maybe a great enough coach, to get them and coach them and massage them to a place of almost respectability. But without Tom Brady to make up for Belichick thinking he's smarter than the game itself, they're not going to go anywhere beyond that. And as an example of this, of Bill Belichick having to spout platitudes that actually showcase his inability to connect with his players. Bill Belichick thinking that by saying nothing, he's not saying everything. Let's go back a few weeks ago, almost a month ago, when we thought Bailey Zappi might, if Mac Jones falter, be able to push for that job when some people, I'm not saying it's pretty daddy, thought he should be the starter. Man, what a kiss of death. Maybe this week said Mac Jones could be benched because Zappi's on his heels. I mean, Billy Zappi was an interesting, young, but interesting backup. 
And it was still understood that Mac Jones was the starter. Of course he was the starter. And if you're thinking of cutting Bailey Zappi, he is the starter. Only Bill Belichick out thinking the game just reminded us he, he, he foreshadowed what was going to happen yesterday. Everybody's out here competing. It's all 90 guys. Yeah, that's what we're all here for. Just go ahead and compete. So Mac Jones isn't necessarily your Everybody's out here competing. Like, everybody's out here competing. That's what everybody's doing. We asked Mac the other day how his relationship, is it good with you? And he said, I think so. I'm just curious, do you, what's your characterization of your relationship? My relationship's good with every player. If there's a, even a 1% chance a month before cuts that you're going to cut your backup quarterback who was a fourth-round pick, who's on almost no money, relatively speaking, in terms of the cap, who had a serviceable rookie season in the handful of times he got to showcase his skills. If there's even a 1% chance that's going to happen, then yes, of course, Mac Jones is a starter. And what amazes me is Bill Belichick, and I like Bill Belichick, by the way, have his phone number, haven't used it in like 10 years, probably still has his number, but interviewed him back in the day when I was writing about my good friend, sarcasm alert, Scott Pioli, find, find Belichick actually away from the media, really charming and, and kind and cool and funny, obviously very talented coach, but you got to be able to get out of your own way. And that Bill Belichick thinks that playing semantics games with who's going to start and cutting Bailey Zappi to try to sneak him out of the practice squad or not is going to make the difference when he didn't have the wherewithal to have a offensive coordinator last year when Mac Jones had a critical developmental year. And by the way, beyond that, it's unfair to Mac Jones. It is unfair. It doesn't matter how talented you are. I can speak to this in my business. I'm sure it's true in yours. It doesn't matter how hard you work. If you are set up to fail, you're probably going to fail. Not only was Mac Jones a guy that was left without an offensive coordinator in the National Football League in this century, in this decade of this century, Bailey Zappi, in his rookie year, did not have an offensive coordinator, and still, again, was a serviceable backup. Now, there are some things here, right? You can make the case that there's not a huge market for Zappi. We'll see. But if that's true, it just showcases Bill Belichick's inability to scout and draft offensive talent to any degree that is successful. Fourth-round pick ain't everything, but it's not nothing. So if there's no market for Bailey Zappi, the guy they picked in the fourth round last year at the position that's most important in the NFL is a indictment on Belichick and that organization's ability to make assessments. I know that there's talk that they need a veteran quarterback to come in and to be a backup to Mac Jones and to teach him how to succeed in the NFL. And the name that makes the most sense that's out there is probably of guys that are available because you're walking off the street. Colt McCoy, that's probably the name that'll be signed. But again, if Mac Jones needs a backup, if it's so important that there's a steady, mature hand, if that is such an important ingredient in the success of a dude who was drafted 15th in the first round a few years ago, then maybe have an offensive coordinator last year. Bailey Zappi being cut's not a big deal in the scheme of things. It's not going to affect the Patriots, and I promise you, the Buffalo Bills aren't sitting there in the upper northeast being like, oh, he just made the worst move. Now we got the Patriots. They don't care. This is a... Headline grabbing, what are you doing? Slap your the palm of your hand on your forehead reminder of how poorly run the Patriots organization is and everything Tom Brady overshadowed. I also want to say this. I want to say it for the end. Because Tom's my guy. Pretty Daddy's my guy. But he's been a little sensitive lately. He's, he's been feeling like we're not nice to him. I'm not, I don't know what I'm saying. We. I, and, 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 and Tom's great. And Tom's an amazing producer, and I love Tom. He's a great conversationalist on and off text messages. But Tommy 
you have been doing the kiss of death on quarterbacks this summer. Now, we've all been there. I've got it on some sports, too. You're a Trey Lance guy. He gone. And then not only are you a Bailey Zappi guy, this week we were talking about which quarterback, starting quarterback, would lose his job for performance, not injury, because you can bet on it. And you made a strong, I think yesterday, you made a strong case for Mac Jones because Bailey Zappi was pushing him. So, so I'm just saying, can you start saying nice things about teams I don't? Can you just start praising Jordan Love since I'm a Bears fan, although I kind of root for that guy? Oh, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to have to do. If there's anybody you want to succeed, just let me know. You know, slip me a piece of paper, and I will do my best because it's been a rough, rough week for me with quarterbacks that I thought would succeed in the NFL. I don't think you're wrong on Bailey Zappi. Look, I, I don't know that he's a star, and you never said that. That's just, like, us exaggerating at your expense because it makes me laugh. But Bailey Zappi was, was interesting, right, and was an interesting backup. And I, I'm not in any way saying that he is Brock Purdy. I'm simply pointing out that Bailey Zappi showcased under a terrible offense with a coach who thinks he's smarter than the game, who literally, literally didn't have an offensive coordinator. Bailey Zappi was serviceable. He showed in the right circumstance, and he's in the wrong circumstance, he could be someone who belongs in the NFL at the quarterback position. Brock Purdy, who was drafted much deeper, much deeper than than Zappi. Zappi fourth round, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick in, in the draft he was in. Brock Purdy's now the starter with the Niners team that is the second favorite after the Eagles to come out of the NFC and a Super Bowl contending team. And, and to the point where they got rid of Trey Lance in, in the Bay. And the, the point is, it's not just who you are, it's where you are. And the fact that Bailey Zappi is even worth having a conversation about, despite being drafted by the Patriots, showcases both the fact that Zappi probably had some ceiling that's not going to be realized now, and that the Patriots are a hot damn mess. And I, I like Bill Belichick, but like Doug Peterson, who cut his own kid, which was awesome, I'm not going to pretend that Bill Belichick doesn't look like a dude for whom the game passed him by sheerly coincidentally the moment Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay just because I like him, just because I like hoodies too, just because I find him funny and interesting. All right, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Mac Jones. What happens when when Mac Jones goes down and it's and it isn't Colt McCoy yet? He hasn't been signed. It's just the name that makes the most sense. And by the way, you can go do what I did this morning. You can go scour the quarterbacks who you can kind of bring off the street, who presumably you want a veteran. And Colt McCoy, in the context of that, those parameters, looks a lot like Patrick Mahomes. It, it, it ain't <laughs> there is you know, unless Andrew Luck has decided to unretire and go to the most miserable organization in football. This doesn't make sense. All right, I said enough. Eight five five two one two four CBS is the phone number. Would you get off your couch, pay a ticket, spend your money, hang out with a bunch of strangers, and go to a college football game? But no, 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 not not under the uh, the bucolic reality of a college campus. Would you go to a movie? Th- this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Would you go to a movie theater to watch a college? I have a movie theater in my house. It's called an 87-inch, 80-inch screen, te- whatever the hell it's called, television. All right, I'm all mad about a really dumb idea from college football. We'll see what Pretty Daddy thinks, and we'll get into the coldest cut in football history when we come back in a moment on Rider Than You here on CBS Sports Radio.
This show, by the way, before we do all those things, is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear, whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, anything else. Therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement and trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values. It's like anything. It's like sports. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others. It's important without leaving yourself behind. You know, we've all been through some unpredictable times over the last few years, and it's not a sign of weakness. It's not. Just ask for help. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible. It's suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. I did it last week. Very easy. And get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash writer, R-E-I-T-E-R. It's my last name. To get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash writer. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Writer Than You. Is that your Dr. Seuss shirt? I love that shirt. It's blue and black with the stripes. Why are you throwing your hands up? I love Dr. Seuss. You don't like Dr. Seuss either? It's just a normal golf shirt. It's got some stripes. It's mainly blue. Like there's, it, It couldn't be more plain Jane. I like it. It looks good. Four on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. That was funny. Welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder. I got to tell you, by the way, I, I look, you are a lightning rod for, for, for communication on the show. I cannot tell you how often I get a, a, a tweet about you from a listener I've never even heard from. It's every day. It's, it's, it's almost that like they're taking turns at Sports Rider. Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. People love you, dude, on the show. Uh, love me or love to hate me or love to say nasty things about me? No, because you, most of them, many of them, let's be straight, many of them say love D-Cell but. And the other ones, it's implicit. It's sort of implied. Yeah, there's always a dot, dot, dot. Oh, however, but. <laughs> it's like, I love D-Cell, but, bro, can you just say Trey Lance sucks and move on? It's okay. It's but, but like a little smiley emoji. You're you're a hit, bro. My quarterback takes are taking a hit this last week. 
Here's what I will say, and I've always I, I've always done radio a little differently than the norm. It's okay to be wrong. It really is. Like like I it really annoys the hell out of me hosts who pretend they've never said something they've said. You can't do this job. And by the way, you just can't be a dude talking with your friends about sports if you're doing that. And if you're do, if you're if you're listening to the show, you probably are, and not get stuff wrong. And, and so these hosts who, are, who who I don't know go on and on about some topic, and then it it goes the wrong way, and pretend they never said it. And I've heard on this network people do that live, like two hours or something, and then a game happens. My point is, it's okay to be wrong. It happens. And quarterback, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think in 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 all of sports on earth, there's a more difficult decision to make that's high stakes than trying to evaluate a quarterback. Think about how many, I mean, look at the Niners. Look at Lynch and Shanahan and their inability to evaluate properly Trey Lance. Not not trying to pick on you or Trey. Look at all of these folks who are so good at their gigs, who have lost their job. It's hard to figure out if you're an owner what GM to hire matters. It's hard if you're a GM to figure out what coach you should bring in. It's hard if you're a coach to know what coordinators. And all the way down to the roster, like those things matter. But quarterback evaluation and trying to assess what a guy is going to be from college. Call it, and I, Josh Rosen, I thought he was the cream of the crop in that draft when I said it, and I'm not going to pretend that I didn't. So, it's okay, bro. It's not like, now, once they've been in the NFL and it turns out they're they're not very good, I don't know, maybe that's where you should see it more clearly, but making an evaluation of, of QB is hard, dude. The Bailey Zappi one was getting cut by the Patriots. That one doesn't bother. Maybe the dude can't play. Maybe he, he was, you know, Belichick has evaluated him properly. Reports are he had a, a you know, Two steps back this summer. That one doesn't bother me. It's just the idea that Mac Jones is the only quarterback on the roster. That one bothers me, and I'm not ready to let go about Trey No, Lance. No offensive coordinator in Zappi's first year in the league, and he played. He started games. All right, I, I got to run this concept. So I normally know what you're going to say. We normally talk about this stuff, and <laughs> as I brought up, and I do, I actually find it super charming about you. You cannot hide what your face thinks. Ever, you just you just can't you just can't do it. Actually, can I get somebody else's take real quick before I get in, get in on you on this? Uh, that would probably be best for the show. Call just came in at eight five five two one two four CBS, but I do like eight five five two one two four CBS. I do really like that you are unable to hide anything. <laughs> Man, I'm sure your wife loves you very much, but also what an advantage in a marriage for her. It's like you're playing she's, poker with her, and your cards are turned the wrong way. She's got the upper hand constantly. <laughs> I get it. Let's go. Uh, let's go to Boise. Eric, what up, bro? Thanks for listening, buddy. You're on CBS Sports Radio. This is good. You know, it's like a morning therapy session on top of sports. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, so you were talking about Bill Belichick, and I just, you know, I got to thinking about it. So, what is? I wonder what his record is. Head coach, assistant coach. Without Tom Brady and without Lawrence Taylor, two of the greatest players to ever play the game. What's his actual coaching record? I'm willing to bet that it's a losing record. It's a. I mean, he's definitely Eric. He's 500 the last three seasons. It's a. It is a very, very good point. And Eric, it's interesting, right? I, I think Belichick's a good coach. I just don't think, in light of life without Tom Brady, it's capable to see him as anything other than just good. I'm not sure there's even great on the list. Yeah, I, I I would say take that all away. Good coach. I would definitely not say he's a great coach. Um, he's definitely not a great evaluator of talent because, yeah. I mean, what's his big uh, free agent signing this year, Ezekiel Elliott? Right. 
a, so. a, a, a retread. Dude, thanks for the call. And by the way, and this is the obvious, but I'm going to add it to Eric's point, which is a good one out of Boise. Thanks, buddy. Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round. I mean, everybody missed on Tom Brady, but it's not as if Bill Belichick and his, like, oh, we've got, they didn't even know what they had when Drew Bloodsoe got hurt. They were, sh- they were shocked. They were shocked by it. All right. So, Tom, you wear your emotions on your face, and I love that about you. But I don't know <laughs> what you think about this because we haven't discussed it. Saw a story yesterday that there's a plan. I don't even have the details in front of me because I think it's so dumb. I expunged it from my brain. That movie theaters around the country are going to charge you money, and you can pay a ticket. And I, by the way, I go to movies. I'm not one of those guys who doesn't want to go out around other people. I know people who are like that. Pay money to go sit in a movie theater and watch a football game on a movie theater screen. Why on earth would you do that when you could sit in your house, drink your own beer or your own soda, eat your own food, have it at your own volume? I I don't even remotely understand the appeal of this. I'd rather go to a sports bar. Like, that's fine. Enjoy that. A, A movie theater to watch a football game? It's going to be about 75 of these bad boys. The worldwide leader has partnered with a movie theater company, and it's going to be mostly ACC games. So I don't know how much this is going to be nationwide or it's going to be regionalized, but I don't see how this works. You've got mostly ACC games. Let's say, for instance, it's Florida State and Clemson. The one good game? Why, why if I'm in yeah. Oregon? Arizona, would I go pay money? I would get off my own sofa or, like you said, not go to my local sports bar, but pay yep. money to be around a bunch of strangers and go to see that in a movie theater. This I makes mean, no a, sense to me. I, I do like Bavarian pretzels, so that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a pull. But I'm going to spend $10 on a popcorn to keep myself satisfied while I watch this game. Now you're movie theater guy, like you. I you, love movie you are movie guy, like love movies. I know you've recently been to the movie theater, right? You just took your your little guy to a movie. I went to a movie by myself a week and a half ago, and Lori and the kids were in Lima, Ohio. I don't think I've been to a movie theater since pre-COVID. There's a happy medium here between probably what 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 the worldwide leaders, so-called, and the ACC are doing, and what your 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 approach is. I don't. By the way, I mean, like here's the obvious. I like going to movies. It's really fun. I enjoy it. I think I went to... I did. I went to Mission Impossible. If Mission Impossible were available for free on my on my huge television, you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to go to the movie theater. Just watch it on your TV at home. All right. But I do like free beer. I So I'm a huge believer in people rooting against other people. I think it's great. It's true. I like it when when, <laughs> when rivals hate each other. I actually secretly, I hate to admit this, respect the hell out of Aaron Rodgers just playing psychological warfare. He's a cat. As a Bears fan, we're mice. With Bears fans, just, yeah, we uh, we dominate him. I don't think I've ever lost him. Whatever his comment, I love it. I love ridicule. And they are not happy in Wisconsin that he left. I understand that. I got family from there. A bunch of Packers fans. A bunch of writers that are Packers fans up there. What's up, Uncle John? Love you. There's a bar... That is offering free beer. Did I get this right? Every time Aaron Rodgers and the Jets lose. Uh, now this I would go to a movie theater for. Or they could be like, it's a $10. They could tell me, you have to spend $10 to get in. And you don't get the beer. You just get to watch other people root against Aaron Rodgers. And then be celebrating with the free beer. Right? Or you're not in the... And I'm in. I love vitriol. I love passion. I love the emotion. 
I, I don't even know what bar it is. I salute you, Milwaukee bar. Jack's American Pub in mm. Milwaukee. Now there That's are a America. few. There are a few stipulations. So let Always me are. let me see if you're if you're cool with every single one of these. Hit me. I think I am, but there's one that's a little dicey. All right, tabs must be open 15 minutes prior to kickoff. So you got to be there for the entirety of the game in order to get your free beer. It is just beer. Does not include any food items whatsoever. Just a beer. Let me let me just I'm gonna jump on after every point. Love it. You got to make some money. I understand it. You don't want someone like me running down the street in the third quarter. Got it. All right, here's the big one. The offer applies if Rodgers is the starting quarterback and the Jets game does not coincide with the Packers game. So basically what they're telling you is you cannot get a free beer during a Packers game. So I understand that. Here's what I, okay, here's what I don't know. That's a big, and I haven't looked at the schedule. How many, four, only four games overlap? Four times they will coincide with each other. Okay, I'm okay with that. There's 13 opportunities for free beer. Jax, I salute you, sir. I don't like it. If you're going to offer free beer every time the Jets oh, lose. Oh, get out of here. You got to do it every time the Jets lose. Dude, I've lived it. Well, my parents have lived in Wisconsin. I've been there a bunch. And I'm from Dubuque, Iowa, which is on the border. of. <laughs> my parents lived in Green Bay. My family in Milwaukee. You can't go to a, a city, <laughs> especially a big one in, in Wisconsin, turn a Packers game. Without there being four million people there, that bar would go. Michael broke, dude. Don't tell me I can get a free beer every time the Jets lose if I can't get a free beer every time the Jets lose. It's fine print. You get thirteen sh- bites at the apple. You're talking to football fans here. We're not the brightest people. Don't give me fine print to read. If the headline is bites at the apple. If the headline is free beer when Rogers loses, I want a free beer when Rogers loses. Here's a shocking concept, and this is. Probably something I would, uh, you know, in general apply to the world if I were you or anyone else, but maybe you. Read past the headline. <laughs> Headlines are supposed to pull you in. It Headlines it just, worked. it's it a worked. hook. It's not, you know, the old man in the sea is about an old man in the sea, but it's not always true. It's also about mortality and the quest for greatness in the face of odds that are, you know, blah, blah, blah. I guess I haven't read it in a minute. Just thought it'd be fancy there. Off track. In any way this backfires, say the Jets only lose like two games this year, say they lose three games this year, does this promotion backfire? Not for the bar, but just in general, because I mean, Packers fans are being King Petty here. No, I mean, here's the, here's where it backfires. Okay, here's where it backfires. And I don't think this is going to happen, but it backfires if the Jets somehow go, I don't know, 15 and 2, and the story becomes how this bar cannot hand out free beer. So on top of the and the Packers are bad. So on top of the heartache and the loss, you've got people like me. But I won't. Maybe I will. But people, these national jerks, being like, oh, 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 "How's it going to Jack's American Pub in Milwaukee? No free beer for you. That you know, no free beer for you." That's the other part of it. If the Jets have a great season and the Packers, you know, lose ten, eleven games, that's the like. Are you really enjoying your free beer? I would. I don't, look, I'll tell you this. So this is new for Packers fans, and I know we're on in Milwaukee. We're on in parts of Wisconsin. A bunch of my friends listen who are Packers fans, so I'm going to say this to, to you all as, a, as, a, as an act of friendship, as a coming together. As a Bears fan who has spent the last, other than one Super Bowl run that was impossible literally to win because Rex Grossman was the quarterback, who has spent this century having more joy when you lost than when we won, I can tell you those moments are fleeting, but they can provide deep and beautiful satisfaction. 
lean into it. Yeah, it could be okay. It, even even if the Jets go, I don't know what's a realistic outcome: twelve and five, and the Packers go five and twelve, right? If if of those five losses, two or three of them aren't the overlap games, and you get free beer, that beer will taste as good as any beer you've ever had in your entire life. Best beer I've ever had in my entire life was a Guinness at the Guinness Brewery in Dublin. That beer would taste better. What's the best beer you've ever had? Like experience. You got it? Anyone? Anyone jump off your? Uh, actually, the beer on the canoe that I brought up, where the unfortunately <laughs> smoking pregnant lady threw it to me. We forgot beer. And we also didn't know it was a four-hour float. We thought it was a two-hour float. See, I'm not adventurous when it comes to beer. I don't like trying new beers. Like, I don't like these weird different ki- types of flavors, these IPAs. Like, Me, I'm with you. I know I, this is going to come as a shock to you. I'm pretty boring when it comes to beer. Like, nine times out of ten, I'm going to take a Corona. Corona, I'm, I'm, I'm a Bud guy. Give me a PBR. Now, I will every now and then do a sour. If, I'm, if I go to some highfalutin place with my buddies, and they're all, I'm not an IPA. They're all drinking IPAs. Plus two, by the way, at Jack's American Pub, you know as soon as the Jets lose, you're not going to have your pick of beer. Like, you can't get this specialty beer that's on tap. It's, no, I'm sure. There's going to be even more fine print than what we have, you know, made public to but us what's now. A, what's a bad beer? Like, they're going to give you a Bud Light or a Coors Light? That's fine. No, it's not a bad beer, but necessarily like, hey, I'd like to have, you know, number 15 on tap there. Like, that's probably off limits. Assuming, and I'm sure they won't because Jack sounds great, assuming they don't have a keg of, like, beer that went bad that they have they can't sell. Like, oh, open the open the Jets keg. It'll be great. It'll be free beer. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll get to the Doug Peterson thing in a second. This is Doug Peterson did the most callous thing a coach and a father can do. And for me, to quote an old school film, it completely redeems him in my eyes in every single way. That's Dumb and Dumber, by the way, which is the second name for this show. Uh, We'll get into that after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to Writer Than You. Listen, I've been told I'm very difficult to live with. Wait, I was trying to go there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same person, no matter what situation you put me in. Wait, you've been told you you only live with two people, and one of them you made, and he doesn't really talk at the level that you've been told you're difficult to live with. Yeah, I'm. I'm a difficult human. On CBS Sports Radio. All right. If you're gonna overshare, I'm gonna overshare. Let me ask you a question. All right. Let me ask you a question. I'm a happily married guy. I live in a community of very attractive people because I live around a bunch of rich people. Good for everybody. I'm a big believer if I'm walking down a 
chip trail, and there's only one other person there, and we can see each other coming for 500 yards. You say hello. If I'm walking down my kid's hallway, which I do all the time and I pick my kids up from school, it's an outdoor sort of hallway thing, but you can picture it, Tom, that I'm going to say hello. And I cannot tell you how many times. Look, I'm no Romeo. I'm not trying to be. I'm not like I'm Madonna's walking down the street. I got it. I cannot tell you how many times. It happened four times yesterday. I'll just be in a hallway and say hi to some guy. Hey, what's up, man? I'll be like, hey, dude, cool. And then I'll see some mom who probably was a swimsuit model back in the day or whatever she was doing. Cool, good for you. And I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? And I get this sort of, I don't know how one rolls their eyes, sighs, and still doesn't <laughs> turn and look at you. But I now want to just say to these, to some of these folks, hey, Lori told me I can't. I'm not hitting on you. I'm picking my kid up at the same school your kid goes to. I'm just saying hi because we awkwardly are walking toward each other for 30 seconds. What's wrong with people? Listen, if you say hi to me, I will absolutely say hello to you back. Really? But as we are walking towards each other, all I am thinking in my head is, please don't say anything to me. Are you please serious? don't talk to me. Please don't even make eye contact with me because I don't even want to give you the awkward head nod that like, hey, I acknowledge that you're another human over there, so I don't know what else to do. I'll give you the head nod. That's all I'm thinking about. But if you actually say hello, I will say hello back. I think it's the Iowa in me. I am an eye contact person, and I had to learn in college when I would go to whatever, some bar or club, that I was at a Kings of Leon concert when I was an adult once in Kansas City at the Sprint Center, and I just looked, made eye contact with the guy. like, what are you looking at? Like, come on, man. I will never be the first one to say hello, though. That will I, not I, happen. I just find it, I mean, I live in a small community, right? It's not... Like Manhattan Beach is a small town within LA. It's it's not as if I'm walking down the streets of Manhattan and be like, "Sup, dude? Sup? What's over there? Hey, how's it going?" Although I have done that, I had to ran that in when I moved to New York. I'm an eye contact guy. I'm a high guy. But like, how does it change your day whether I say hello to you or not? Like, if we're walking towards each other on the street, right? Whether I say hi, you say hi. Like, how does that really change your day? <laughs> Here's the other issue I have. Is that I will be walking down the street. Hi, how's it going? And if somebody do, like just ignores me, I have been known to be like, "Cool, great talk. Thanks for the response. That's awesome." <laughs> Glad your day's going well. I mean, look, my thing is more. You really think I'm hitting on you at two thirty in the afternoon on a Tuesday? Maybe. What are you, what are you, I'm, <laughs> I'm in a wedding ring. I'm going to get my. It's it's literally pickup time. There's parents everywhere. Come here often. <laughs> what are you talking about, <laughs> yeah, man? Yeah, daily. <laughs> um, I, speaking of parenting, I love this. Doug, so I was not a big Doug. I, I'll say that. I, when it relates to Doug Peterson and the Jags, who's been amazing and, and worthy of praise, another thing I got wrong, I was a skeptic. I wasn't, it's going to fail the way I was with Urban Mired and Dysfunction or Gruden several years ago. I, I didn't feel overwhelming certainty, but I wouldn't have hired him. I didn't love it. I, I thought there was, and I think there is, Nagy's probably the primary example, a pattern or at least a concern that guys coming off Andy Reid's coaching tree were a product of Andy Reid's excellence much more than they were their own individual excellence. And I know that Doug Peterson won that Super Bowl with, with the Eagles. I just And he won it. I got it. I was wrong. But at the time, I thought, okay, Nick Foles somehow transforms into Michael Jordan meets Tom Brady at the end of a season if he gets in only through sort of some injury situation. Because the next year, remember, he had a chance to take that team again. I think Alshon Jeffrey dropped a, a big-time first down against the Saints. Do I have that right? 
and I remember thinking at the time, like, oh, my God, he's going to do it again. He might have. He might have if, if Jeffrey catches that ball. So I thought Doug Peterson was the byproduct of that, and the wheels came off. But you also can learn from failure. I was wrong on the guy. But, but whatever doubts I had, and there weren't many, evaporated when he cut his own son yesterday. He cut his own son yesterday. Josh, now, Josh Peterson, tight end, came out of the USFL. He's 25 years old. He's never played NFL snap. He played four years at where Louis, Louisiana Monroe. Is that right? Undraft. He shouldn't make the team. He shouldn't. But, but I still was impressed. Cut his kid. You think he, do you think he gave him a heads up? He had to have. There had to have been an agreement beforehand of like, hey, we'll bring you into camp. We'll let you play with the squad for a few weeks. But like, hey, Josh, buddy, son. You ain't making this team. As long as you understand that, we will bring you in. But if you have hopes of actually making this team, then we cannot bring you in. Because you ne- he was fifth. Fifth on the tight end depth chart. Like, you ain't making the team, dude. My crack researcher, known as Pretty Daddy, has informed me that in three preseason games, Josh Peterson, not to be confused with the daddy, Josh recorded zero catches and one bad snap when called upon for emergency long snapping duty on a punt. They never gave him a chance to make the team. That's why I mean, there had to be an understanding here. We will bring you in, well, but Josh, Joshy, you got no shot. Another way to look at it, and I'm sure people do, is he shouldn't even have been on, in a situation to try out. And so I understand that you could make a case for nepotism rather than the opposite of what I'm saying, but at the end of the day, Doug Peterson cut his kid. Cut his own. Brought his kid to cut him. And I respect the hell out of it. <laughs> how long I couldn't does it do stay, it. How long does it stay awkward, if at all? Can I be? Do you want real talk here? Yes, absolutely. I mean, Doug Peterson has generational wealth, right? He's got it, right? He's got to have twenty million dollars in the bank now. Well, maybe not that much. He was a backup in the quarterback, but it was a different day. I mean, he played a long time. He's been coaching a long time. I think he's doing just fine. Everything will be fine. Everything be, and I'm just being honest. I, and I don't come from this background, and my kids won't either. But some people do. Like, like if your if your parents have so much money that you get to work, but kind of wait, it doesn't matter. Like, if you lose your job or I lose my job, I have real consequences that I have to navigate. Like most Americans, right? Like, you know, there is no fairy godmother who comes down with a bag of cash. Josh Peterson's going to be okay. And I'm not taking shots at these guys. I'm just saying it's not as if. Josh Peterson's got to figure out a crappy little two-bedroom apartment to move his family and kids into and try to, like, deplete the savings account to get his kids through whatever elementary school in the good school district. What what real – what? not that he's not a real person, but you know what I'm saying? It's a rich kid. I get it. I get it. It's not the same reality for uh, that I would have, certainly. Is that judgy? Because I want to be a – I'm not going to be, and I love my kids to be rich kids. They're not going to be either. Although – I have heard that in order to win the lottery, you must play the lottery, and I haven't really made that step yet. But I'd love to be rich. I mean, God, look, no, I'm happy if you're rich. Good for those people. I mean, look, maybe Doug Peterson has gone with the parenting style of like, hey, I'm not gonna make my son entitled. Like, he doesn't get to share in my wealth once he reaches a certain age. Maybe he's got to force him to make it on his own. I would, I would, I would share my money with my kids. I'm a hypocrite. Like I would want, and I don't think it's good. I don't think I've got, I've got really close family who thought they were going to be crazy rich a long time ago, right? And then they just got cut out of the will because the person or the money just went a little batty. And it ruined those people's lives. It, it really did. Um, you know what else can ruin your life? Rooting for a team, Jim Irsay owns. I don't have a lot of time to get into this, but the Jonathan Taylor thing, as Andrew Bogus gave us in the update, is ugly. He's still on the pup list. There's a report out of Indy, Fox 59, 
which I believe broke some big North Korean news too, right, Tom? No, they didn't. That's a joke because obviously this was leaked by the Colt and this is some local TV station. No offense to whoever the reporter is. Actually, it is offensive, but this is my speculation. It is what it is. You want to hit me up? Sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R, carrying water for the Colts, which you got to do sometimes when you're carrying water for Jim Irsay, the guy who – this is how I'm going to settle the argument. Who's wrong here? Here's Jim Irsay from three or four weeks ago – Unfortunately, in a way that is way too clearly showcasing he is over his skis. Uh, I don't know. Talk about life, death, and football. If I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor's out of the league, no one's going to miss us. The league goes on. I mean, you know, we know that. The national football rolls on. It doesn't matter, you know, who, who comes and who goes. Now is the time, you know, for us to do our work. What did you ever say? <laughs> <laughs> If I die and, no, and Jonathan Taylor's out of the league, no one's going to miss us. All right, that got dark fast. That got dark real fast. The Jonathan Taylor thing is, it's uh, it's as ugly, and, and there's a lot of reasons for it. It's not just Ursay, but it certainly is the context and the reality of running backs in the game. They, they didn't get what they thought was a fair trade, and they can control him. Like, what he's not going to. Here's the thing. That I think is the catch-22 for, for Jonathan Taylor. On the one hand, the Colts can't, I think, give him the money in the long-term deal that he wants because they're not going to be good this year. Why spend more than you want to if you're not going to... There's no way they win more than seven games. And I think that's highly, highly, highly generous. On the other hand, if Jonathan Taylor sits out, the Colts might say to themselves, ah, whatever. I mean, you'd like to have him for Anthony Richardson and sort of the, the security blanket, but... It's one thing to sit out on the Giants, right, when Saquon Barkley worked out his deal, where the Giants have real aspirations to be good. Maybe they will be, maybe they won't be. They have legitimate goals to be a playoff team or, or even better than that. In an NFC, by the way, that's not super, super crowded with, at least right now, competitive teams. If Jonathan Taylor refuses to play, and, and not, right now he's sort of he's doing the old um, sit-in, is that you know because like, you're on the pop list, you can get paid. But if push comes to shove... I think the Colts have a lot more leverage to say to hell with you. Don't get paid if it comes to that because they're not going to be that good anyway. It, the only thing, Tom, is it is a shame because the guy's, the guy's talented. This didn't work out for Le'Veon Bell. It's You take time off the game, sometimes the game passes you by physically. That's just that's the reality. There's not a big sample size, but we saw it with Le'Veon Bell. I wanted to see him get traded yesterday just for his own sake to get out of that situation. Yeah. But... Uh, I think it's going to end ugly. I'm sure they couldn't get the value in part because teams also like the, we they got to pay a bunch of money to bring him in, so it's it's the cost long term on the books, and it's whatever you got to give up. All right, let's um let's keep this. I'm really interested in what Sean Alexander, former MVP running back, has to say about this next on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.